Hey guys, welcome to this week's Date with Kate. Dates with Kate are where we take topics that are coming up at my own table or questions that are coming in from you and diving into them a little bit deeper. Now, here's what I want to say. We really aspire to make this a show and a community where you can tune in and listen anytime, anywhere. Now, with that, we want to make sure that our episodes aren't explicit and that they aren't crass. And so you can rest assured that no matter when you're listening and where you're listening, um, you have nothing to worry about. This episode is going to stay true to that. However, there are going to be some more mature topics um, in light of the conversation that we're having. Now, um, this will make more sense to you if you continue to listen, but I just wanted to give you that fair warning um, before you tune, tune in any further after the podcast intro. We love you guys. I know that this is a hard conversation, but I hope that this is one as we get into it a little bit more in depth um, that you feel is safe to have in this space and to know that you are not alone in having these difficult conversations and navigating this difficult side of your table. Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. Okay, so the question that came in um, was, I was going to say like threefold, but there were actually a lot of layers to it. So the question was, how do you host people that you notice are creepy to your kids? I'm using the person's language here, um, that you don't personally get along with, that there is tension and concern there, that is recovering from drug addiction and on medication that alters mental state. And, oh, happens to be a family member, okay? So this is a very dynamic situation. Now, here's here's what I want to say. Obviously, I love all of you guys and care about you and your hospitality so much that I would come on here and address this regardless of my background. However, I think it might be important for you to know, while I am not an expert, I did study social work and graduated with 2,000 internship hours. I think that's the right number, (laughs) but a lot of internship hours. Um, After that, I worked in child trafficking, child exploitation, cybercrime, and human trafficking. Um, And so I have that background of child safety, um, you know, in my back pocket as well. I also happen to be um, a child of a drug addicted parent. Okay. Just one of my parents. And so what I want you to see is that both personally and professionally, I have insight into this. Okay. So, um, there are so many incredible resources and I actually hope that this is just the beginning of a conversation where I could bring other people in to, um, spread more light into it. Um, but again, I, all of this to say, (laughs) I, I just, um, Oh man, it gets me emotional. I I just know that so many of you are in this kind of situation and want to make sure that you are, you have the most amount of tools and knowledge available to you to deal with them. Now, here's the situation that we're working with, guys. This um this situation. Now, I don't know this individual, but let's talk um, generally speaking, okay? So this situation has the potential to not just be uncomfortable, but dangerous to your children, 
Okay. Now we talk a lot about welcoming strangers into your house, welcoming neighbors in, welcoming new people over. I'm a huge advocate for that. And I've seen that go incredibly well, let's say eight times out of 10. However, we need to know and be prepared for when that situation is not safe. Now, what I want to say is that, um, I, I'm just going to say it like no matter where you stand in faith, this is something that I strongly believe. I believe that God gives us, um, discernment or little kind of like checks in our gut (laughs) to know when things aren't right. Now I am not talking about social anxiety here. I am not talking about personality clashes. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm actually talking about that check in your spirit, in your heart, in your gut, whatever you refer to it as, um, that says something, there's danger here, okay? Now, it is very important. If you turn this episode off right now, <laughs> that's that's okay. I just want you to know there is, there's truth in that. You're not crazy. I want you to pay attention to that, and I want you to continue to build on, um, on that in the rest of this conversation, okay? Trust yourself. Please trust yourself with that. Even if you're standing alone, I feel like there's something there. Now, it is important to note that the table is more often than not a critical part of people's healing journey, okay? It's been a part of my healing journey. I hope that it's a part of your healing, whatever you're healing from. And I know that anyone recovering from drug addiction, it's a huge part of their healing as well. However, It is never your job to push past that concern if you feel in danger, especially when kids are involved, okay? Now, there are so many (laughs) different directions I want to take this and points I want to make, but I think it might be important first to talk about what the actual risks are here, okay? So um, my studies and professional experience have shown me uh, firsthand that perpetrators and especially sexual offenders, um, more often than not are those close to children. Okay. Um, sometimes it could be in, um, a babysitting type setting. Sometimes it could be in someone's home. Sometimes it could be a religious institution. Um, people that are in close proximity through a process that's called grooming. This doesn't look like kidnapping. There's no, not abduction and what I'm talking about in this particular setting, but there is a relationship and a trust that is built over time um, to reach a particular end. Now, I know I've actually, to be totally transparent, had to stop the recording and just take a deep breath because this is um, such a hard thing to talk about, but I think it's so important. Um, What this could look like is the uncomfortable tickling that I think so many of us learn to like mock, but it's actually um, very concerning. Solo time with children, when children are isolated with these particular adults or continuously pulled aside with them, um, even at uh, family or community gatherings, Um, inappropriate pictures that are taken. And I want you to take very, very close note of this out of um, out of love pictures that are taken in underwear and bathing suits. Now, even if it's not uh, nudity. I want you to know that the market for, um, guys, this is so hard. Child's pornography is just as, (laughs) um, 
interested in underwear and bathing suit pictures as they are nudity. There is a market for the whole scope. So if there is reason for um, concern and an individual is taking those types of pictures, um, I really would like you to uh, to interact, like to um, interject and and not allow it. So to be aware of inappropriate tickling or touch like that, that happens with your children and with these people, um, to be aware of alone time and even to prepare your kids ahead of time on the ground rules of sitting at the table until mommy and daddy go with you or whatever. Um, and then not allowing that kind of photography and just being, uh, very intentional with, um, with observations. Now those those are some of the risks, the grooming process, um, that, that can happen over an extended period of time. Um, now here's what I want you to hear. If you are kind of like in the thick of a relationship and you've kind of had this alarm going off in your heart for weeks or years or months, um, I'm not condemning you. I just hope that whatever stage you're at today, you take this as, um, an encouragement and a hug and a handholding, um, to do what you need to do to, uh, to keep your kids safe. Now, what if it's a family member? Um, this, the person that I had this conversation with initially told me that her family is actually divided. Some of the family is in denial, um, kind of giving the person the benefit of the doubt and trusting them based on maybe who they were, but not um, from the danger of how they're acting and responding right now. Now, this person was sharing with me that um, there are talks about sleepovers, like with babysitting, just you know, normal family stuff, right? Like having these people watch the kids and, um, you know, cons- more consistent dinners. And uh, some of the family doesn't understand why they're hesitant, and um, the other half of the family is very concerned. Now, there's a few options here. One is that the adults can all get together um, and have the kids go to a friend's house or a babysitter. That option is definitely something that still promotes healing for the uh, the individual that we're um, talking because we still care about, I still care about them. I want their healing. Um, I want their wholeness. I want them back at my table, hopefully fully restored. Um, but there's this process that needs to happen, right? For for trust and safety to be built. Um, and so the first option is adults only gatherings. Um, the second option, if you absolutely have to, is to include the kids and set ground rules, kind of like we were talking about before, that everyone stays in the same room and that you kind of just have a conversation with either your partner or another trusted family member to just um, be aware of dynamics that are happening. Now, the third option is to um, draw a very firm line, um, a boundary, and actually cut ties with the family member. You'll know when it's time. And if you don't or if you need help with this, um, Dr. Henry Cloud is a psychologist that I admire greatly. He talks a lot about boundaries and how to navigate relationships with toxic people. Okay, so those are just a few suggestions um, when family is involved. But here's what I want to tell you. Um, Your kid's Um, should not be used as pawns for healing or for joy in these kinds of situations. Oftentimes I've heard in my professional and personal experience, oh, you have to include the kids. They're going to give so much, bring so much joy. You have to include the kids. So-and-so really wants to see them. I'm here to tell you um, that's a lie. That's a lie. It's not necessary. And I want you to remember the risk here. I don't want you to be paranoid. I want you to be informed. 
And I want you to remember the risk um, and to use that discernment, use that alert that we talked about um, as you are making this decision. Um, that is not the role that your kids have to play. Okay. Um, they do not, they do not have to be involved in that way. And you as their parent are their, their primary defense, right? Um, and you actually don't really owe people an explanation. Okay. Um, now what if it's a member of the community? What if it's a babysitter or someone's older sibling or someone's parent or a teacher, or it, it can be anybody guys, anyone in close proximity. Um, you know, I think that culture, and I could be totally off here. Here's just my perception. I think that we are taught um, hmm, to maybe like not not be suspicious and to be like quick to trust. I think that's kind of an overarching um, maybe assumption, um, and especially to trust people in certain positions in our life and in community. And I think that there's beauty in that, right? But if you have an inkling, I just want to encourage you to do your do your due diligence, take as much time as you need to feel safe, and to trust your kids. Now, you know this discernment that we're talking about, kids have it too. They have that gut feeling. They know their perspective. And so if your kid is like, oh, I don't, you know, they don't have the vocabulary to talk about this as, um, you know, as much as we do or we're learning to have. So if they're saying that they're uncomfortable or someone is maybe weird, and you'll know as their parent, not weird like dorky, but weird like um, behaves in a like socially concerning way, I want you to treat that um, the same way as if you had that gut feeling, okay? So they're coming to you saying, can you help me like discern this? Can you help keep me safe? Can you help me perceive if there's danger here? And so give them credibility there. Um, take what they're saying into account as, um, as truth. Okay. Or not as truth, but as, um, something that's deserving of attention. Okay. Here's the reality. It is actually, it's okay and necessary to protect your home and table. Um, don't build unnecessary walls. Um, but these situations are unfortunately way too common for us and, um, we need to be prepared for them. Okay. We need to have the toolbox and the skill set, and knowing that we are not alone in, in community. We need to know the risks and be able to stand firm in our decisions and in protecting our kids, um, and families. This is in fact, um, a matter of safety for for your children. So I stand with you in being creative with the relationships, in protecting your kids, um, in loving those well that are walking through uh, through recovery in new and creative ways. And even if you are alone um, in this stance in your community, if you are the one mom that says that your kids can't do a sleepover at that person's house, or if you are the person in your community saying that, or in your family saying that you don't want them with so-and-so, um, I want you to stand in confidence today. Okay. Um, it's not easy. This is not easy stuff. These are not easy decisions to make. Um, but I stand with you. And the last note I'll make is what do you do if you're kind of in the thick of it and you already feel concern now based on what stage it's at, right? Based on what has maybe happened or hasn't, 
Um, you could start by having conversations with your spouse or with your family or your friends um, about a particular individual and how you want to um, approach it moving forward. If you are concerned that maybe something more has happened, you can reach out to surely a local social worker, a local counselor, or even the police where necessary. Um, there are so many resources that I would love to share with you um, and that are available to you online about this type of topic um, and these types of situations. But, oh goodness, um, just hear me here. I, um, I've been there. I've, I've. I know this situation. I felt it in my gut. <laughs> I've seen it with my eyes. And uh, I just want to make sure that your table stays a place of healing and beauty and redemption and wholeness. And um, I want you to feel confident in your hospitality, um, which includes being confident in this too. <laughs>